Welcome to the Voice of Many podcast with Yolanda and Vanessa. Good evening, listeners, and thank you for joining us. We have with us tonight a returning guest. He first shared the mic with us, telling us a little bit about his amazing flower season, season flower um, for fish and for chicken, which is awesome. Um, tonight he is back with us um, sharing his knowledge and information about a new diet method that is taken over, which is called fasting. We are pleased to have with us Sharon and Mike tonight, all the way from Texas, Mr. Tony Woods. (laughs) Welcome back, Tony. Hello, hello, hello. Glad to be here again. Looking forward to getting this going with you ladies. This subject about intermittent fasting and how it works. Good. Thank you. If you will, for our first time listeners, Tony, um, tell a little bit about yourself, okay? Okay. I am Tony Woods. I'm a certified trainer with uh, old 20 plus years experience. I've trained everyone from a 10 year old to an 80 year old and everything in between. So uh, a lot of knowledge about health and fitness. I saw this eat, sleep, and dream this stuff. So been around the block with you with this. So can you please um, enlighten us a little bit about this new craze fasting of weight loss that people use for weight loss? Um, Can you provide us some hints and a little bit more in detail of how people should go about it? Yeah, let me me give you a little bit of information on this. Um, Let me me put this out here first. And this this is going to make a lot of sense to just start it this way here. When you are a 30-year-old, you should not eat like a 20-year-old. When you are a 40-year-old, you should not eat like a 30-year-old. When you're a 50-year-old person, you should not eat like a 40-year-old person. Right? In your increment, things change, right? Yes, true. Just think about that. Let that sink in for a minute. We're not exactly every 10 years as we were. You know, things change, lifestyle change, uh, different sets, kids. We're not out running the street like like we used to. So you have to uh, watch your your intake to balance it with your outtake. So all those things run hand in hand. So you have to you have to make concessions and changes as you as you as you age, you know. We're still active, but we're probably not when we're fifty, we're definitely not as active as when we were twenty, right? So yeah. true. So, yeah. So when you think about things like that, uh, in, intermittent fasting. I I think I talked to you guys about this before. I was having a sleep issue, and um, a lot of people were telling me that it comes with getting older. Things change. You you need less sleep, and you'll be okay. But you know, you wake up with the foggy brain. You're you're you're, you're, you're can't remember things as clearly. So anyway, I started reading this book by Dr. Panda. I think I've brought that up before. Dr. Panda has a book I call the Circadian Code. And uh, it talks about intermittent fasting. So, you know, I knew about fasting, but I didn't really understand the effect that it had on your body until I read his book and and, uh, how it could help with your sleep patterns 
by getting your, your uh, circadian rhythm back, you know, the way we uh, sleep at night. And and uh, he, he, he was really talking about the sleeping patterns, but he also talked about the intermittent fasting. And that's when I thought, hey, you know, let me, let me give this a try. And uh, he talked about that most people eat, they eat in a 15-hour window. That's what most people do. They have about 15-hour windows where, where they eat within a 15-hour window. Uh, he wants you to get it down to between, between a 12- and 10-hour window. I do an 8-hour window myself. So I basically, I don't have my first meal until generally after I work out. And that's generally around 11 o'clock. And my last meal is about at 5 o'clock, uh, 5.30, 6 o'clock sometimes. And after that, you don't eat anything else. You know, not until the next day, same time around 11 o'clock. And I, what I've seen with that is that your body burns so uh, so many calories, and especially the, the, the fat-burning part of your body just wakes up, and your metabolism kicks in. So being a trainer all these years, I used to have my clients uh, count calories, and that was just hard for them to do, to keep up with the number of calories. They had to jog. They had to journal it all, bring it in, give it to me. As opposed to me saying, look, basically, you can eat whatever you want to eat between 11 and 5. And that would have made it a lot simpler. So that's where intermediate fasting comes in. And uh, I wouldn't call it a diet. I wouldn't call it a fast. I think it's uh, easy for everybody to, to uh, uh, get into a little program like that. You know, you can get on. There's so much information on the computers and, and, and uh, Google that you can kind of Google these things and kind of just see what works for you. And it gives you little programs on how to start, how to end, how to begin. And you just kind of, you know, educate yourself on that too, as opposed to just hearing me talk about it over you know, the podcast. You can educate yourself also. Too, I don't think many of us realize how much um, food actually plays a part in our sleep and everyday life versus... Um, the amount of exercise that we do as well. They all play a intricate part in everything. What they absolutely do. Yeah. Yeah. Food is, yeah. when it comes to diet and exercise, food plays probably a 99.9% part of it. You know, you can't out-exercise bad eating habits. It just doesn't work like that. So anytime you think about the Keto diet, which is popular, they call it a diet. Atkins diet, they're basically the same. They want you to eat more protein and um, healthier fat and sort of uh, less carbohydrates. You know what I mean? Yeah. So less carbs, more protein. Uh, I would I would imagine to say one carb and one protein as opposed to most people generally eat, you know, one protein and they have three different carbohydrates like your protein would be uh, the, the grilled chicken, but you'd also have bread, which is a carbohydrate. You'd have mashed potato, which is a carbohydrate. And uh, you might have some kind of pasta with that, which is another carbohydrate. But if you sort of break it down and just have a, one protein and one carbohydrate, um, you'll, you'll do better and you'll see that the weight loss sort of happens when you do it that way. That's true. And those, yeah. So those things are- 
I was going to say it's true because I think, like you were saying, all these diets are the same. They're trying to get us to have a healthy relationship with food so we learn that balance. Yeah. Yeah. If you've ever, if you guys ever tried like a lean cuisine meal, I'm just throwing one out there. Smart meals, lean cuisine, those. Yes. Yeah. Well, when you look at a lean cuisine meal, you see the size of it, the portion serving. But you also see that it's what? Usually one carbohydrate and one protein. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's generally what's in there. So you have to almost think in that, you know, it's not so much as it's commercialized to them, but it's a simple way for them to give it to you. But you can do that all day at home. Just one protein, one carb. You know, you just have to kick the other things out and be satisfied with that. Part by carbohydrates, they, they make you have more of a feel of, of uh, you feel full mm-hmm. when you have more carbohydrates. That's, that's part of it. That's why it seems so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Carbohydrates make it, makes it more filling, in other words. Well, also, too, can you speak about how um, our emotions can impact our mind and body? when we're trying to make that transition, um, can you pr- provide a little you insight mean, on like, that? You mean like the mood food? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, when we're sad, when we're happy, when we... Uh, and and it, can be, it can be good news. People tend to want to celebrate right. with, with, uh, with different foods. Like the birthdays. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Anniversary, <laughs> Valentine's Day, yeah. Christmas. You know, all those are, you know, those are basically uh, mood food. But, I, but this is one thing I look at that is you, if you eat right 80% of the time, then you have about that 20% of the time to play with, you know. Generally, people want to eat right 20% of the time and have 80% of the time to party with. You just got to, you just got to change that around. Yeah. You know. That's one of and, those. And then, uh, that's one of those things. There's really no balance to it. It's no 50-50. It's more of You're an right. 80-20. Yes. Yes, it should be an 80-20. It absolutely should be an 80-20. And um, that's why I said with, with the intermittent fasting, it's a lot easier to give yourself a time to say, hey, my first meal is at 10.30 or 11 o'clock. My last meal is going to be at 5 or 6 o'clock. And that's it. You can almost don't go crazy with it, but you can almost eat whatever you want if you eat it between those hours. Like I said, don't don't overdo it. I mean, use some common sense with it, but you can you can get away with a lot. And if you get up every morning and weigh yourself, and that's another thing, don't be afraid of getting on the scale. I know it can be a downer to some people; they don't want to see, you know, if the scale's not moving or if it's going in the wrong direction. That's okay. It'll, it'll give you time to adjust. It doesn't take but a couple of days to adjust. And, and what you did that, that day where it maybe went up a notch or two, then you know not to do it that way again. You, you know, you make you make several changes along the way. But the scale is a good, you know, it's a, it's a good measuring tool to see what you did that day. So you weigh every time, the same time, every morning, you know, uh, naked, no clothes on, all right? Get on that scale um, and weigh yourself. 
and you do that daily. I mean, not daily, but, you know, every day you get up, you weigh yourself at the same time, same morning, and see what the different foods, you know, how they're affecting you. And you'll see a change if you just try it for one week. Just for one week, I'm going to do what Tony said. I'm going to try this. My first meal is at 10.30. My last meal is at 6.30. I have nothing else in between that except for ice-cold water. Okay, Tony. <laughs> and, you, and you'll see how it works. Yeah. I know. I know it's, it's challenging. But the more you do it, the more you get into it, and the more you see the scale changes, the more you have incentive to do it. You know, your goal is weight loss. Okay. And of course, you want to you want to do some exercise with that too. Well, I want to. Okay, you mentioned exercise. I also yeah. want to ask you about vitamins. Should we consider okay. with this transition? Um, should we consider taking any type of vitamins as a supplement? I, I think any kind of over the over the counter multivitamin will be more than just enough. And generally, you need multivitamins because this, the reason why is that if we, and this is, you have to have an active, active lifestyle. That's really what vitamins do. They, they get you the minerals back that you need that you're losing through the workout in the sweat. See, most people would just say, I just need a multivitamin, but they're not doing any work behind it. Mm. So that vitamin is not really doing you any good. It's just, well, it's doing you good, but not what it's actually intended for. Most of vitamins are for active people that work out and you lose the minerals through the sweat in the workout. So if you're just not active, you're just basically just taking a, a vitamin and you're already, if you're eating enough meals a day, you're getting those same minerals and vitamins you need anyway. So any any uh, typical multivitamin, I think, is just more than enough, you know. And like you were saying with the um, the exercise, yeah. what would you say to someone who, I know we've touched on it before, who's like, oh, well, I can't go and run for three or four hours, or should I do cardio, weightlifting, and things like that as well? I know in case someone hasn't listened to any of the previous ones, what would you say? Right. Um, you will find out that... Uh, Weight training, the scientific term is resistant weight training. You actually burn more calories by lifting weights. Um, uh, cardio, anytime you're doing any kind of cardio work, and people will, will ask, well, which, which cardio equipment is better? Is it the bike? Is it the uh, treadmill? Is it the elliptical? Is it the recommend bike? That's the bike That's the bike that I like to ride because you sit down on a big seated and it's comfortable well that's what you should go with what's comfortable for you because cardio is basically cardio it does not matter neither one is any better than the other it's more of a preferred choice what are you more comfortable with you know you can always try a different different piece of cardio equipment you don't have to run eight miles it's about bending your target heart rate you know that means you're in you that means you're burning fat as an energy source that's what it comes down to and any, any piece of cardio equipment can get you there. You know, I prefer the recumbent bike because it's more comfortable. But I've done the Stairmaster, I've done the Lithopop, I've done them all, but the recumbent bike is the one that uh, I go to most of the time. And cardio is just about getting your heart rate up. It's not really weight loss. You get weight loss from that, but um, if you do 
10 to 15 minutes of cardio, that's really all you need. You're, you're trying to work your heart, basically. Weight training is, is uh, where you're compounding the muscles and doing different movements. And uh, you burn, if you do 45 minutes to an hour of weight training, you're gonna burn out. You're gonna burn calories for another six hours after you work out. Whereas with cardio, as soon as you hit the stop button, you're done. Your fat burning zone is over with. So that's why you, if you go to a typical gym, you'll see a lot of the, the uh, heavier people who are struggling with weight loss. They're going to be in the cardio side, and you look around the gym. The people that are more fit are going to be in the free weight area lifting weights. You know, they, they typically know that they only need about 10 to 15, maybe 20 minutes of cardio, and they're going to spend the other 40 minutes lifting weights because they know there's more benefits from that. But they're the yin and yang. I mean, you want both. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, definitely understand that. And for um, our listeners that may have missed, we spoke briefly about the impact that alcohol has on your body when you're trying to lose weight. Can you please Ooh. Re- Ooh, that don't hurt. <laughs> can, you, can you please go over that again? So, so oh, you we don't want anyone to miss out on that. Because that has the ones that want They want the wine late at night to calm down and chill out and sit by the fireplace. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> the thing about alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about that is that anytime you consume alcohol, the body recognizes that as a part. You know, alcohol, the body has to uh, eject it from the liver. So it shuts down your metabolism for two to three days to get rid of it, which means you're not burning any body fat, even being active. So I'm not trying to tell you that you have to give up your wine or your drinks or your other alcohols. If you have a choice, you know what the uh, and, and, and alcohol is, is uh, uh, loaded with sugar, you know. So everything in moderation. You might want to maybe not have it every night. Maybe have it once a, once a night or twice twice a week or something like that. Uh, just be aware that 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 that's what it does to the body. So sorry, I'm sorry if I hurt you with that information. <laughs> Go ahead and put that chardonnay down right now. <laughs> I have been I bet somebody cautious. Just, somebody <laughs> just picked their drink up. Make you look at that wine glass twice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do I really? Do I really do this? Yeah. Just save it for those special, special, special occasions now. Yeah. No more late night, you Mom. know, slaughters. Yeah. yeah. When you just maybe maybe if you have it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Maybe if you have it in your curfew eating time, it would be okay. But yeah, it sort of extends itself out for two or three more days. So probably, probably not. It's <laughs> an edible or something. Yeah, <laughs> <you're>, uh, <laughs> half a glass oh at night, every night. No more of that anymore. So instead of the sixteen ounce, you have to have an eight ounce. Yeah, curve it a little bit. Oh, and this is what I tell some people too. When people come with me the the train and we're we're just starting out, I'll tell them, "Hey, I want you to get a big box or a little box, whatever sort of box you need to when you when you leave this training session. I want you to go home, 
I want you to buy put all the things that you think are bad, like the chips and sodas, and put them in a box. And for 30 days, put everything in that box, put the date on it that when you can open it back up to, to retrieve your gift. For 30 days, I want you to just box it away. The chips, the sodas, the snacks, the candies. I don't want you to throw it out, but I do want you to put it away where it's not visibly, where you can actually see it on the pantry shelf when you open it up. Or you open up the fridge and it's right there saying, hey, long time no see. So if you if you box it up and put it away for a while, for about 30 days, and then, you know, when you reward yourself after just 30 days, if you... Oh, you know, what you would you do for that Klondike bar? <laughs> <laughs> Might not be a good thing for ice cream if you put it in the box. You might give that to your neighbor and let them celebrate somewhere and say, hey, I'm giving this to you as a gift. Yeah. So you got to do whatever things you can do to help yourself, basically. I mean, you got to be responsible for yourself. You know, I'm just coming over there airways and giving you some, you know, some uh, incentive. Well, not even incentive. I'm giving you some uh, pointers. Uh, you have to take responsibility for yourself you know that's true because like you said as long as you can't see it um you won't eat it because i've done that to myself without realizing it to where you go and buy a candy bar and then eventually you find yourself pushing it to the back of the refrigerator and then all of a sudden two months later you're like oh i forgot i brought this time to throw it away in trash i don't want it yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is, don't bring it home. <laughs> don't, bring it home. Just don't bring it home. If you have to have it, get up out of bed, off the comfortable couch, put on some clothes, and go to the convenience store and get it. Uh, most of the times, you're not going to do that. No. But if it's in that pantry, and it's in, that, if it's in the fridge, you, you at one time, you're going to break the wrapper on it at some point. So if it's not there, it's not continually calling your name. That that helps. That goes a long way. That's true because uh, I'm cheap, and I don't feel like yeah. going. I know. I know I'm cheap. Yeah, most, I'm like, I don't want to go to the store. Yeah, yeah for you go. Sometimes you just don't want to get up and go. Especially now with the pandemic going on, you got to get no. up, get a mask, walk in, and you know. That, that's oh. true. Yeah. With the pandemic, yeah. I'm like, eh, do I really need it? If it's not important, yeah. I'm not. And don't it. and don't don't use the kids in it as an excuse either. No. They can eat healthy foods and uh, other things. They don't have to have the candy either, or the chips, or the other things. They can have the uh, healthier snacks also with with mom and dad. You know. So. The target, and 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 occasionally you take the kids out for health, uh, you know, for something whatever they want, something tasty, some candy or ice cream. You know, go take them to Sonic somewhere. You know, get them an ice cream cone. I will attest to um, if you have fruit in your house, your kids will eat it. My kids will literally eat fruit oh, yeah. until yeah. it's gone. Yeah. yeah. And the more fruit they eat there, they'll accept, start accepting it more. But, you know, it's like anyone. If there's something that's a little sweeter, sweeter than the fruit, then I'm going to have that. You know, but if the fruit is the only thing there, then I'm going to have the fruit. But if I've got a choice, 
I'm going for the sweetest chocolate nickerous bar I can find. But if I don't have it there, then hey, I'll have that apple instead. So just little things like that. You have to change those subtle things. And I don't, you know, you don't have to do this overnight. That's the thing. Don't make it hard. Do it a little bit at a time. Like when I talked about the 15 hour window. Yes. Try to go down to 12 hours first and then try to go down to 10 hours. Then try to go down to an eight hour window. If you, if eight hour doesn't work for you, try to stay at a 12 hour and a 10 hour window. You know, it's, it's just little things and you have to make things that, that are going to fit in your circle, you know, things that'll work for you. That's true. Well, I want to thank you, Tony, for joining us tonight and sharing the mic with us. I enjoy being here as usual. And what topic will we be talking about next month? Um, I have any notes on what we're going to talk about next month. I'm topic. We talk about weight training versus cardio. I will get something to you about what we can talk about next, unless you guys have something specific that you want to hear about. Um. No, we'll leave that totally up to you because um, your okay. knowledge and your expertise is something that we all can yeah. really grow and, and learn from. Yeah, but what I always remember this though, I have, I have answers, but your questions are personal and you want to hear what, what pertains to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I can be all over that. And for our listeners out there, um, if you have a particular topic that you would like to hear more about from Tony, please um, send us an email, text, and and let us know what additional topics you would like for us to cover with him. Um, He is a part of our team as far as the health and fitness and, and he's here to answer any questions that you may have that is related to health and fitness. Absolutely. And to our listeners, if you have any questions or suggestions, please contact us on our many social media web pages. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel. And on behalf of the podcast and our sponsor, Z Funk Productions and Step One Training Solutions, we want to thank you for listening. And we hope to talk to you later.